Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's the dumbest tweet on Twitter today is one that um, it's actually from yesterday from somebody named Nina Turner. I'll expose Nina Turner for how dumb this tweet is um, for a bit because <laughs> it's just it's so dumb and it really does lead into the taxation that I want to talk about this hour. If you don't know how taxation works, where it came from, why we're paying it, if you're one of those doofuses that keeps saying that some aren't paying their fair share and that you like the progressive tax system because those who make more money than you pay a higher percentage, which makes no sense. I'll get into taxation in this country. It was never supposed to be this way. It was never supposed to be this way. And uh, yet here we are. I'm going to break it down uh, like you probably haven't heard it broken down before. Uh, the Joe Pag Show coming your way on your Monday. Uh-huh. That's right. in the house. Appreciate him getting it done, as always. Actually, show him to you, too. Boom, look at that. Sam making it happen. Carrie's off today. Expecting her back tomorrow. The chocolate voice not here. to give you a hard time. I mean, sometimes people tweet silly things and, um... They're using some sort of a misnomer, some sort of fake name, fake account, anonymous thing. And whenever you try to call them out, it's always interesting because their answer is always, well, some of us will get in trouble at work if they see us tweeting about this kind of stuff. Well, grow a set. If you're valuable at work, you're allowed to have an opinion when you're not at work. What is the problem here? I don't understand. So I find that to be a lame excuse. I think a lot of you like to hide behind the cloak of anonymity because you could say really stupid things. And, um, and and you have all sorts of leeway to get away with just about anything you want. Now, I say anything I want. I tell people to kiss my ass on Twitter all the time. I tell people that they can, um, you know, they could they could pucker up and pick a cheek. But I don't care. I have no I have no problem telling you with my verified name and with my verified face um, exactly how I feel about what you're saying. And then there are some that are verified, like I am who I guess are known. I don't know what Nina Turner does, but Nina Turner, her profile says she's a thought leader. I'll show it to you. She's a thought leader, an activist, senior fellow at race power policy. I don't know how you can have a power policy that has to do with race. That's kind of sick. Um, Former Ohio State senator and professor, host of Unbossed on TYT. What is TYT? Do we know? Sam, you know what TYT is? I'm not that hip. I guess not. Polo TYT? Isn't that a Michael Jackson song? Say it again? Isn't that a Michael Jackson song? No, I think I think that's PYT. Yeah, P, pretty young thing. Yeah. Gotcha. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what TYT is, but we'll go back Apparently to it. Apparently it's take your time. Take your time TV? She should have taken her time before tweeting this. I'll be honest with you. So here's what she tweets. FYI which means for your information, student debt cancellation 
isn't paid for by the taxpayers. The federal government is the lender. It's costlier for the government to hold on to the debt. Now, maybe I'm missing something here. In, in, maybe could be drunk. Could be the crack. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should be crack tested because what she just said there doesn't make any sense. Let, let's do it again. FYI, student debt cancellation isn't paid for by the taxpayers. The federal government is the lender. It's costlier for the government to hold on to the debt. So she's advocating for cancellation of student debt. And she's saying the government holding the debt is costlier than just forgiving the debt. And the taxpayers don't pay for it. Let's do it again. One more time, because for those of you who actually agree with her, I want you to take a breath before you say or do something stupid. Feel free to call if you want. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. FYI, student debt cancellation isn't paid for by the taxpayers. The federal government is the lender. It's costlier for the government to hold on to the debt. Not looking to embarrass. If you don't know the answer, just say so. Sam, do you know why I'm making fun of this? Because we pay taxes to the what? federal government. What? Sam's so smart. Who's your dad? Are you pretty smart? However. <sighs> the government doesn't make any money. It physically makes the money through the Fed. The Fed does. I mean, the physical, tangible, you touch the money. But it doesn't earn any money. It has no income other than taxing us. The government, if it's loaning out money, got the money from the taxpayers. If the government's holding the note and those who have student loan debt, if they start paying it back, they're paying back the taxpayers. The government doesn't have any money. It's our money they're spending. It's our money they're loaning. I don't understand how you could have a, well, I guess because it's on take your time, right, Sam? That's what you're saying. Apparently. I guess you can get a show on the take your time if you're Nina Turner and you want me to believe that the taxpayers aren't footing the bill for loans that she wants to cancel. So the taxpayer had the money siphoned out of their bank accounts or out of their paychecks every two weeks, every week, whenever you get paid. And that money goes to the government through taxation, could be through consumer taxation, could be through the estate tax, wherever they're getting the, the, the money. They're loaning it to the kids, so the young people that are going to the college, the young people pay the colleges with the money, and then they don't want to pay it back. Who's getting the short end of the stick? Not the government, because they'll just take more money from us. We are. Let me read her profile again. She's a thought leader. But she, she led this thought, <laughs> led me down the abyss. Activist, not sure where she's active in. She's not active in math or how social studies works. Senior fellow at Race Power Policy. I don't know what that means. Race Power Policy. Former Ohio State Senator and Professor. Clearly, there's a reason why you're a former Ohio State Senator. And she's the host of Unbossed. Not unbiased, because she's clearly biased. On TYT that premieres in October. I mean, am, I, am I missing something? She wants to cancel the debt that's owed to the taxpayers that gave it to the government to fund the loans. But it has nothing to do 
with the taxpayers. Okay. I mean, that's so stupid it makes my, my face hurt. That's just stupid. Stupid! Clearly, there's a disconnect here that I'm not going to be able to reconnect. But because of stories like that, and because some people who read her tweet believe her. Oh, by the way, I, I didn't mention this, but my response to her tweet was, how does this person think the government gets the money? This is a parody account, right? That was my obnoxious, my obnoxious response to this lady. I mean, blows my mind. Oh, is TYT the Young Turks? Is that what that is? Because you're saying it's take your time. So she's going to join the Young Turks? My, my friend Jenk Unger, Uger, whatever his name is, the guy that I did a pilot at CNN with who had to stand on a box and then yelled at me the whole time. I said, dude, what are you yelling at? I th- I th- yeah, yeah, I bet that's what it is. It's the Young Turks. Sam, see if, at, at TYT, let, let me see. If I click on that, yeah, it's the Young Turks. Uh, take take your time would have made more sense, I think. Be honest with you. Sam's answering phone calls. So I decided I'd get into a brief history of the taxation of Americans. I'm going to do that when we come back. I'm going to break it down like you've never heard it broken down before. We're going to talk about how we're taxed, what the tax was supposed to be, why the taxes were raised, what it was supposed to do, and how the hell we got to where we are today, where the top bracket is, what, 37% or something stupid? Really? And we're taxing corporations at how much? 21%? And they want to raise that? And if you buy something and sell it, they want to double tax you? The tax code today sucks. It wasn't supposed to be this way, and I'll explain it when we come back. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. to have you Motown Monday, the Joe Pag Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. I'm getting a couple of questions that I'm going to be fair here. I'm just going to be going to be calm and just give you some answers. If you cancel the student debt, if you cancel the loans, it's going to be very direct here. That was money that was stolen from the taxpayers, compulsory for the taxpayers to give that money to the government, that the government then loaned out, expecting it to be returned so they could actually do things for all the taxpayers that they promised. If you cancel the debt, then the taxpayers paid for that debt and they never get a dime of it back. They get no services. They get no anything that they thought they were getting from all of this required taxation. You can't cancel a debt. The person who gave the money, the entity that gave the money, is somehow now going to have that much less money and can't do what they said they would do with the money. So the taxpayers are getting screwed if you cancel debt. Taxpayers like me, I pay way too much money, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get literally nothing for it. Because some people could pay for college, go for a semester, never go for the entire time they said they were going to go. The money just disappears. I get no services. My family gets nothing out of it. And I was forced to pay that. I'm getting screwed. Nina Turner is clueless. I hope that makes sense. You know, it, look, I, I'm not pretending everybody is, is a whiz at math. I was pretty good at it. Um, the bottom line is this. Just make it very simple. You borrow $100 from me, 
and you promise to pay it back. I got that $100 from my father or from my sister or my wife. I give you the 100 and you somehow convince me that we're going to cancel the debt. What do I tell the person that gave it to me? Ah, screw you. I know that you thought you were going to get something for it. I'm not going to give it back to you. Well, how does that work? You can't just cut off the person where it came from. You can't cut off the entity where it came from because then you're, you're completely screwing yourself. Not okay. Now, the way that she words it is tax. It isn't paid for by the taxpayers. That's a lie because the student loan to begin with was paid for by the taxpayer. If you cancel it, you're screwing the taxpayer. I mean, even her sentence itself is constructed so poorly that it just makes her look like a fool. Hopefully that makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, you know, we, we could talk about it some more some other time. Let me give you a little bit of insight into the brief history of taxes in the United States. This is from uh, Investopedia.com. It's a nice, I was just looking around last night for the history of taxation, and I wanted something that would be pretty concise. This is from Amy Fontenelle, Leo Uradu, and Suzanne something or other. I can't pronounce it. You know the, you know the old saying, nothing is certain except death and taxes, though that may be true, taxes tend to be more complicated and very inconsistent, and they didn't always exist the way they do today. In fact, America's first citizens enjoyed very few taxes. Okay, so I'm going to skip right to America before income taxes. Taxes have been around for as long as we can remember, especially income taxes, but that wasn't always the case in the United States. The country was income tax free in its infancy. That's because there was no federal government established at the time. Instead, colonists had to deal with the British government, which imposed a variety of taxes on the colonists, including a head tax, real estate taxes, and the infamous tea tax that led to the Boston Tea Party. After the Revolutionary War, the Constitution gave Congress the power to impose taxes and other levies on the general public. States were responsible for collecting and passing them on to the government. Most of those were excise taxes, taxes imposed on specific goods or services like alcohol and tobacco. The government also tried direct taxation, taking things, um, taxing things an individual owned. That didn't last, and the feds went back to collecting excise taxes. Income taxes. The Civil War led to the creation of the country's first income tax in the first version of the Office of the Commissioner of Internal Revenue, the earlier version of what we now call the IRS. This office took over the responsibility of collecting taxes from individual states. Excise taxes were also added to almost every commodity possible, alcohol, tobacco, gunpowder, and tea. Gunpowder and tea. The federal income taxes we know it today was officially enacted in 1913, while corporate income taxes were enacted slightly earlier in 1909. Other taxes, the first estate tax, was enacted in 1797 in order to fund the U.S. Navy. It was repealed but reinstituted over the years, often in response to the need to finance wars. The modern estate tax as we know it was implemented in 1916. Multiple taxes were created in the 20s and 30s. The gift tax came about in 1924. Sales taxes were first enacted in West Virginia in 1921. Eleven other states followed suit in 1933. By 1940, 18 more states had sales taxes in place. Alaska, Delaware, Montana, New Hampshire, and Oregon are the only states without a sales tax. It's crazy, right? President Franklin Roosevelt signed the Social Security Act in 1935, and the government first collected um, Social Security taxes in January 1937, although no benefits were paid until January 1940. It's an alternative minimum tax, blah, 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 blah. Let's talk about the actual tax rates. This is where it gets really interesting. Because we're thinking, oh, 17%, 25%, 37%, and 21% for corporate. Listen to what the tax rates were supposed to be. And now we've been brainwashed to believe what happens today is okay. Tax rates tend to change often for the worse. It's a fact Americans must always consider whenever they're faced with the threat of a new tax. When the federal income tax was implemented to help finance World War I, 
1913, for example, the marginal tax rate was 1% on income of zero to $20,000, 2% on income of 20000 to $50,000, 3% on income of 50000 to 75000 4% on 75000 to $100,000, 5% on income of 100000 to $250,000, 6% on income of $250,000 to $500,000, and the top income makers, $500,000 and up, 7%. 7%. Dude, 37 now? The highest tax rate was actually 94% at one point in this country. Tax rates, it continues, were the same for everyone, and there was no filing status. This meant everyone paid the same rate, whether they were single, married, heads of household, or not. But all that changed over time. Tax rates increased considerably with the highest marginal tax rate currently at 37%. The highest U.S. US marginal tax rate was 94% in 1944, 1945. As the chart demonstrated, they've got a chart here. Modern tax rates are also depend on filing status. That's crazy. It's crazy. The top 10, the, the top tax rate was 7%. Now we've got a government that's so bloated that every day you see some idiot like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders or or Nancy Pelosi or the Obamas talk about fair share. You didn't build that. That's not yours. Somebody else did that. Can you imagine? And now we have generations of people that think 37%, almost 40 cents on a dollar, isn't enough if you dare make over a certain amount of money. Can you imagine? It's supposed to be 7%, which already is highway robbery. Because guess what? I made 100% of that money. And you just get to take 7% because you feel like it? You get to take 37% because you feel like it? Dude, what are you talking about? And then there was an implementation of something called sin taxes, which we're all familiar with. Cigarette and alcohol taxes are built into the prices of these products. Many Americans don't even know they're paying them. Federal tobacco taxes were first enacted in 1794, but came and went over the years until 1864. That year, a box of cigarettes was taxed at eight cents. The rate is $1 per pack in 2022, a little bit over a dollar. States also tax cigarettes. Currently, Missouri taxes them at a low of 17 per pack, while New York taxes them at $4.35 per pack for cigarettes. Because it's a sin. Alcohol is taxed heavily as well. It's a sin. It's something that you don't need. And people would accept it because it was a tax on something that was in a, an added something that we're keeping legal in our country, even though it might be harmful to you. Can you imagine 7% is the top rate? Information over the years has been so skewed in the government's way that we truly have people who believe that their neighbors aren't paying their fair share, aren't paying enough in taxes. And I don't know that anybody has taken, well, maybe some of you have, have taken the time to go and make sure you understand tax rates, where they came from, while we pay them. They were supposed to fund and finance wars and nothing else. And here we are, paying through the nose, and we've got millions upon millions of people, half the country, think that the other half doesn't pay enough in taxes. It's pretty sick what information can do to you. Tony Gonzalez, U.S. Representative, when we come back, stay here. Joe Pags.